Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. Um, this is going to be a pretty short intro because I don't have that many announcements. A lot of comedy is getting back into swing. It didn't sync with my mood swings going way down. So I'm just, you know, hoping that I will get gigs, but I'm taking... I've not been actively uh, booking, Um, but that being said, there is one show coming up this week that is near and dear to me because it is for a great cause, and I'm helping put it together um, as a part of the Taiwanese American Professionals Network that I um, was, in a silver lining moment, able to join this year because comedy commitments went down, so I had the time to do it, so I'm I'm grateful that I was a part of that. So in conjunction with TAP LA, um, I am putting on a show on Zoom called The Good Good Laugh Show, uh, which means hao hao xiao in Chinese, which literally translates to good good laugh, but hao hao xiao means very funny. So it's just a fun little name. Um, You don't have to be Chinese or Taiwanese to attend. In fact, we hope other people outside of the organization will come, um, but it is in conjunction with Asian American Heritage Month and, sorry, Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month and Stop AAPI Hate. Uh, All funds, 100% of ticket sales will go to Stop AAPI Hate, and I mean it. I'm personally making sure 100% go. Um, The performers' fees and tech fees are coming straight out of my pocket as a donation, so every dollar you spend on tickets will go to Stop AAPI Hate and um, help combat the uh, social injustice and the good work they're doing there and not (laughs) combat sorry help them with the good work they're doing there combating social injustice especially hate against um, elderly Asian Americans and um, also it's May is going to be Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month so this entire lineup is all Asian Americans, but with a little twist, we are booking all across the world. And by world, I mean we've got Garen Chu from Hong Kong, we've got Julia Shiplett and Jess Tom from New York, uh, and we have myself and Atsuko Katsuka from Los Angeles, and beloved drag queen of Los Angeles, Miss Gappa, Miss Shumai, um, who holds the title of Miss Gappa, among many other achievements. This Thursday, April 29th at 7 p.m. Pacific time, Tap and myself are producing a comedy slash drag, just a fun little cabaret show online for $10 if you're a Tap member, $15 if you're not. You can get tickets at tinyurl.com slash goodgoodlaugh or um, just check out Tap LA on Instagram or on Google. And finally, if you have anything you want to say to me, you can email me, tell me anything pod at gmail.com. I do apologize if I am slow, but I have my ups and downs. If it does take more than like, I don't know, two months for me to get back to you, feel free to follow up. That being said, um, I have a confession that is a fresh one from a confidant. I will not say her name, but uh she did give me permission to read this okay it's a fun one it's called i found a bastard hot and it actually came in before this snl announcement but it's perfect timing because here's the confession despite being a progressive who 
hates people hoarding wealth to extreme degrees like Elon Musk does. When I saw this picture on my Twitter, my first thought was, oh, he's cute. I am disgusted with myself. Uh, and there is a picture of Elon Musk. And I got to say, you know, it's a very young Elon Musk. And I think it's the boyish wink he's got on his face. It kind of reminds me of an Eric from Boy Meets World. Um, I would not have immediately pinned it as Elon Musk. But now that you say it, I do really see that. Uh, and you know what? No shame. Okay, look, even George W. Bush was quote unquote charming in his younger days. So look. If bastards weren't so darn darn charming, they wouldn't have gotten that in their head and that powerful. So don't feel any shame. I exonerate you. I am going to post this on the Instagram so you guys can see the photo. Um, I do think this is a fun confession. So not all confessions have to be super long or super serious, but they can be. But this one's a fun one, too. So thanks for sending that in. Name redacted. All right, enjoy this episode with Nikki Martinez. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real good listener. You can tell her anything. Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. This is You Can Tell Me Anything, uh, the podcast where artists i've expanded the title um come and tell me something they want to get off their chest and we just we just chop it up it's uh always a real good time i'm very excited to have my guest today because she just released her first solo track um under hello rose called goodbye it's super fun definitely give it a listen and download and stream it if you have not already and we'll get to more of that but i'm going to introduce her right now it's nikki martinez Woo! hey how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing good. Yeah, it's it's a you know it's a slow slow morning. Um, I feel like it's in the air. We texted about this earlier, but I did the same thing as you, where I like woke up really early and then went back to sleep. And for me, nine a.m. waking up is late during pandemic. Trust me, that's not how I was before. But <laughs> for some reason, these days I've been waking up early, and I was actually really happy about it. I was like, wow, I made it asleep till nine. So um, I did the same thing. But before we get started, I'd like to introduce my guest um, just as a way to start as a positive note and for the listeners to get to know you quickly. Like, is there something good you'd like to confess? Just like anything that's, you know, not negative that you want to share as a quick way for us to be like, how are you doing? Um, I haven't seen my natural hair color other than my roots in a very long time. Ooh, that's, I mean, that is a good confession. It's funny because I, I I didn't mention this, but you are also a makeup artist and that is how I know you because uh, you always make me feel and look fabulous. And Nikki did the uh, makeup on my album cover shoot amongst many other things. But um, yeah, it's funny because I, I was blonde for a long time and I wasn't able to go to the salon during um, quarantine, but I feel like the cool thing about, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but like that you specialize professionally in looks is that you can always look, you can always turn a look even when you're at home and in quarantine. <laughs> that is a good confession because that's like kind of a humble brag of like, well, if you know, take away my tools and my people, I will still look good because I am the tools and people. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> do you do, um, do you style your own hair as well? Um, 
yes until it gets unruly and then i'm like okay i can't cut this myself i have to go get it done and as far as like bleaching the roots i'm done bleaching my own hair so i do go <sighs> and get it done professionally <laughs> yeah um what colors have you ha- i mean i know you have pink hair right now for the people who can't see what what's been your favorite um like st- color rainbow style that you've gone i feel like my favorite color i had was like bunch of greens like I had lime green and a neon green mixed with like a darker green and it was so much fun and I had it for like years yeah um, I feel like pink, I remember seeing pink's that. also been like my favorite so far I like pink a lot I had pink and purple on accident and looking back I do like how it looks but you know when you get the thing you didn't want uh and you are paying for it it could be very devastating so I'm I, I wish I had just lived in the moment and appreciated it but it was like a botched job um oh and that sucks. <laughs> like I tried to get pink tips like very shortly after I first went blonde and I it had wanting to go blonde was something I like just wanted forever yeah it's funny because the shoot that we just did together <laughs> I was talking about this so I don't want to bore you but I guess the listeners don't know but I finally saved up and did it and then I was like going to do all the right things and like touch it up in like you know the four to six weeks but I went to Taiwan so then I went to a stylist there who was recommended by a friend but you know there's just a little bit of communication errors and like I think she wanted to go with like let me make you look cool because it seems like you want something edgy but I was like I want to touch up my roots but since I'm here can I put some tone like pink toner for the tips that will fade like I want to be a blonde and then she put like way too much purple meant to tone it in my hair but I think she just messed up I think she like messed up the roots and tried to fix it and then when she showed it to me it was like dark purple and pink tips which is a look but wasn't what I wanted and she was like it's gonna wash out and boy did it just stay purple for months that's a blessing and a curse you know yeah uh, (laughs) colors you definitely they fade fast but the fact that it's purple is pretty cool it did look cool (laughs) i think it like in uh indirectly made people think i was cooler than i was meanwhile i was like i wanted to be a basic bitch with blonde hair (laughs) 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 and they're like cool edgy it's like no Uh, um, but, uh, before we get into your confession, I like to, um, sort of talk about a bit about, um, this might seem serious, but it's not, it's very light, but this podcast I started because I, um, started going to therapy late in life and then it's sort of inspired by me, like, I realized just how comforting it was to be able to, like, just talk openly and just, honestly, for me, personally, it was a lot of, like, confessing things I didn't even realize I wasn't talking about. And so that's what loosely inspired this, but um, it doesn't have to be about stuff you talk about in therapy, but I'm just curious, like, I like to ask my guests, like, what's your experience with therapy? Or do you um, have, like, a confidant? Or what do you do when you're, like, you know, need to get things off your chest in your in your day-to-day routine? Do you have people you talk to? Um, I mean, I feel super bad for my boyfriend because I treat him like he's my personal <laughs> therapist. It's not on purpose. It's just he's there all the time. But, um, I mean, I started seeing a therapist when I was, like, five. Oh, okay. Um, was it, um, yeah. like, a school situation? Like, No, I was, I was having issues focusing um, and, like, throwing a lot of weird moody tantrums mm. that weren't over, like, normal tantrum things. I don't know how to explain it. Oh, interesting. It. No, I, this is, 
I'm interested in this because I feel like in my family, we didn't have the, I didn't even know about, like, besides the 90s representations on TV of, like, the, you know, the therapist as a joke. I didn't know that this was really a thing. So I don't think, I think that in my family, we also probably had situations like that. Like, definitely my brother, like, would throw wild tantrums. But um, it wasn't until I went to New York as an adult that I was even uh, introduced to this, like, oh, you can go and talk to somebody. So, yeah, like, I don't, I'm sure uh, in in your mind, you're like, oh, this this makes sense. But no, d definitely, we've had a lot of different backgrounds. So what what do you mean by, um, or whatever you're comfortable sharing, like, what was it your parents like, oh, we need to see what's going on? Or were you like, I were you like, self aware enough to be like, I need help, mom, like, what's going on? Definitely, my mom, especially like my dad kind of felt like something was a little like weird, but I know that my mom was super concerned mm. and she was, it was her move to take me to a therapist and eventually a psychiatrist at five, okay. which is wow. like, it's a little intense. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that? I mean, I guess we do yes. have early memories, but I'm curious how much you remember from that time and what that I has felt like now. I definitely remember. And at the time it felt maybe like a little traumatic. Yeah. Like, did you know I what was got, going on? Did they explain it to you? Um, my mom was like, oh, you know, we're going to get you someone to talk to and they're going to help you feel better. You know, just the best way you can explain it to a five-year-old. Yeah. Um, but it was an experience for sure. And I continue therapy on and off uh, up until like now still. Gotcha. Um, and it's just like, it's really hard to find the right like psychologist, mm. the right psychiatrist. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like, I felt like at my age, the doctor was pushing medication, especially Adderall yeah. at the time. Yeah, um, oh man, I've heard that it was like, for sure. Yeah. yeah, it was like 90, 98, 99. And so, you know, it was like, here, take this medication. Okay, this one's not working. Try this one. And it was for, you know, fidgeting, uh, ADHD, mm. essentially. But it turned out as I got older, I started developing symptoms of bipolar disorder. Mm. Um, so it was like a misdiagnosis at a young age. Uh. And I was given all these pills. And it's like, I don't blame my mom at all yeah. for this. She feels really bad, but I don't blame her at all. She was just trying to help me, you know, but we both feel like taking medication at a young age kind of affected my brain chemistry. Mm. Um, but I definitely feel like I've been bipolar from the get-go because mm. those tantrums, like I said, they weren't normal, like, oh, I want this, I can't get this kind of tantrums. It's like yeah. frustration. It was frustrating, anxiety. Like regulation, tantrums. right? Like you didn't have the ability. Wow. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing that. And I'm yeah, I'm sorry that you went through that. It, it's interesting to see it from the other side too because I think when I – first was introduced to therapy. Like I, I have ADHD and PTSD as well, but I, um, I don't know why I said as well, but I meant as I, well. I, those, I have PTSD too. Uh, <laughs> I meant those two things comorbid together, but not like your situation. Yeah. But um, I, uh, when I was growing up, because I didn't have access to that, I was constantly thinking like, if only I could have some, like, cause you hear about, you know, people who get treatment and then I didn't ever get close enough to even seeing someone with the diagnosis, to get a diagnosis. So I'm on the upper opposite end. I was always like glamorizing, um, treatment, which, 
now I have like more experience and can see it's very nuanced and it's we're still developing all the tools and information to treat people and it's ongoing. But I do remember like going through my teenage and early 20s being like, I can't wait to like just figure out what's my what's wrong with me so then I can get the pills and be okay. And and so I think it's good to hear from all the sides because I agree, like when your brain is growing, um, it can be very damaging to throw a lot of pills at it. But also left untreated could also be damaging. So I think right. it's just you tough. Yeah. You <laughs> it's so tough. Um, I, but I, um, the fact that you still go to therapy is interesting because I've talked to people from all over the experience spectrum. Like most people who, except for actually last week's guest, Megan, she went as a child and um, she chose to go and she went and then like had a good experience. But almost everybody else I've talked to who started very young kind of was turned off from it. And I understand because it's a very different experience as a child going versus as an adult when you have self-awareness of what you're looking to do. So I'm curious how that's transitioned for you. And like, clearly you have a better idea of like what you're looking for and how to express yourself. How has that shifted like the idea of going to therapy? And did you ever sort of, you know, have to take a break away and like, hey, this they don't see me, I need to see me before I know what works for me. Right, I would say, so like right now, I'm in the middle of trying to figure out like why the hell my therapist that I was assigned sucks. Uh, <laughs> it's I important, mean, it was... I think there's a pandemic uh, shortage of good therapists because multiple people have her- had had their therapist ghost or like just, be- I mean, they're people too, but it is like, whoa, like. This whole, the whole yeah, point of this... having it is supposedly Oof. for crisis and we got to a crisis and all of a sudden we all it's like a pyramid scheme where we found out <laughs> most of them weren't actually equipped to handle the crisis <laughs> yeah. anyways sorry i shouldn't shit on but therapy no, i'm very no, open no, about okay. therapy so. no it's okay i i mean i'm in the midst like right like i said of trying to find a new therapist i mean, mm. i still hate therapy <laughs> oh okay oh uh, i do you don't hate about like it, it. Um, I hate that I can never find a good match of somebody that doesn't pity me when I say something like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened or, oh, everything's going to be great. Like just opposite. There's no Uh, in between of like, I understand here are some tools to to help you. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Cause I think I went through a phase where I, I wanted pity and then I, yeah, no, I definitely like growing up, like in high school and stuff, I wanted everybody to feel bad for me because I was going through a lot. But the, I think I, I, I'm kind of with you on this because I'm in a weird place with, I'm like, I, I, low-key, I'm like, I don't think my therapist listens to this, but every once in a while, I'm like, I wonder if she does. But uh, if she is, shout out, great job. But also, sometimes <laughs> I was looking for, I was looking for <laughs> someone for a while who fit better because I felt like we reached that wall, like that I had grown past the phase of needing to just be felt bad for. And then like you're talking about, like, you want to then be in a place where you're like, but this is my life. So I'm not just trying to be like babied or toughen up. Like, I just want to live it in a way that I understand this is, I'll always need help, but I want to, someone on my team, not someone on the other side being like, here's what you need. Yeah, most definitely. I think out of all the therapists, because I've had so many therapists, I can't even remember their names or anything, (sighs) but I had one therapist that was absolutely amazing and at the time my mom was going through breast cancer and this 
therapist was actually a breast cancer specialist before she became a regular therapist. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so she and I clicked really well and she was giving me tools and unfortunately she moved facilities and it was before a time where it was like, we'll just, you know, FaceTime each other and have our mm. meetings like that. So I had to like essentially break up with her. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it, it feels like that. It feels like a relationship when you do find like the right person. Yeah. Um, so after, I mean, it's been really unsuccessful after that, but I haven't given up. That's good. Uh, yeah. I think it's good to talk about how, cause I, I always say like for people who are scared of going, but wanting, I'm always like, you should go. But then I also, I think it's important to say like, it might be wild till you find it, the fit. So, cause yeah, it's, true. it's Sometimes trial it's and error. Yeah. And it's not like everyone's right. Um, but it's wanting to begin the process. That's good. Um, man, that's, the breakup thing, the FaceTime thing is interesting because I moved from New York to LA when, like, right after my brother passed, and I was really, like, obviously in a in a crisis mode, but dealing with it. Like, I had gone to grief counselors and all this stuff, and I found a therapist I really liked who was an art therapist, and um, she I've was like, heard a lot. That's yeah, awesome. they mostly do children specialized in kids. That's the thing is, I started realizing the trick to just like dating. Uh, at least for me, I'm, I'm a Scorpio, so I date very specifically. I'm like, there's no need to date someone I'm half into because the best case scenario is I get to someone in is in love with me that I'm only half in love with, which is weird to say because most people, I think, the idea is that you'll figure out if you love them after a while, which I need to be more open. Up. That's my burden to work on. But with therapy, I realized I started being really specific about the specialists. Like, so because I hadn't gone as a kid, I was like, Oh, I think child and teenage psychologists, at least in that period in my life when I was starting therapy, were really beneficial for me because the New York style therapist of adult therapy was very different. Like they're very much like literally just listen to you and let you work it out. But I had no tools to work it out. So when I went to the art therapist, she and she knew my situation. So she usually takes children, but she was like, oh, yeah, I'll help you. But it was a lot of treating my brain like a teenage brain. Um, and that's what I needed. But when I moved, like she did a few FaceTimes and then was like, you should find someone in LA, which now I'm like, I feel like it's totally changed the game. Like now everyone, I think even after the pandemic will be open to teletherapy. And I hope that means there's more better matches, you know, like maybe the yeah. algorithm will set up <laughs> some I don't know I trust that I wish you could take a survey you know like this these are the things that I like these are the things that I struggle with and then they match you like a dating app they match you to like your perfect match yeah I think that <laughs> there is like an app a swipe left oh really but, but the thing is I'm a little skeptical about the technology now like I, I feel an app for first time like an app for someone who's gone in therapy for like 10 years might be great because you know what you want. And that for someone, and I think they're marketing to people who've not gone before. I don't want to mm -hmm. say the name in case I'm like, they would be a great sponsor, honestly, for this one. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking yeah. about. But they, <laughs> but they like, I think they market to people who've never gone, which it make, makes sense because it's supposed to be easy. But I can see that being in the long run, uh, maybe damaging because I think about the early days of Tinder and how many <laughs> dick pics were sent across this. So it's like, you know, eventually I met my boyfriend now on Hinge, but it took many years before they refined that and before I could refine what I was looking for. So that's my only skepticism. But I, I don't know if anyone out there has a good experience with those apps. I'm happy to hear it because 
yeah. I, I've been a bit skeptical about like how that will affect uh, newcomers to therapy and their experience. It's just going to yeah, be Yeah, I mean, it could yeah. be damaging and then that person will never seek help, you know, but it could also yeah. be the complete opposite too. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Everything's nuanced. It's just more the idea of being ghost. Like you feel a little less special when you have like hundreds of therapists at your phone, but they also see you as like just another message to open and respond to. And imagine if you get ghosted or you ghost, they might think, okay, well it didn't work out, but what if that person's in crisis? It's a little harder. I don't know. (laughs) I've ghosted so many therapists before. (laughs) Yeah. I used to do that. And, uh, then my, the one that I still go to on and off is the one that will follow up with me the most. But then I still get pissed off when she does it. Like when I'm like, hey, can like can we set something up? And like six days goes by, I get pissed off because I'm like, but your whole job is to be there for me. But then I have to be like, yeah, it's, yeah, but you're a human. Like truthfully, as an adult, I need to like learn to be yeah. there for myself. <laughs> oh, it's tough. Um, well, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we will um, get, uh, let me do that again, sorry. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, we will get your confession. And we're back, Nikki. This, the uh-huh. time has come. Um, I would like to know, is there anything you would like to tell me? Um, gosh, this is kind of weird that it also could be relatable to some people. I actively purchase little blended pouches that are meant for like toddlers that have like the fruit blend <gasps> in it. I actively purchase those and I I love them in the morning when I'm like running late for work and I'm like coffee okay so my little pouch um, Wait, like the little apple juices or the, are we talking about like, like baby food sauce? it's no, okay not baby oh, food yeah. but it is baby food at the same time okay, okay yes it's those like a sucky so, pouch yes oh my god I know exactly what you're talking about and they look so tasty and I'm glad that I've thought about it a few times I bought I buy apples and I sometimes cutting them is such a labor that I'm like yeah. maybe I'll make applesauce and then I'm like what am I five but when I babysat when I was much younger I remember like wa- like watching babies eat the little pouches and be like oh my god that looks really tasty they're always like nom, 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 nom. like because also yeah. babies like <laughs> always have it all over their mouth and I'm like wow looks really good uh what are they called officially um, I mean, there's different brands, so I have no idea, oh, but okay. I know when I was on tour with Potty Mouth, I, every gas station we went to, I'd buy a Chobani drinkable <laughs> yogurt, and I would I find, know. I would find the little pouches, or, like, we hit up Whole Foods a lot, uh-huh. and they have tons of, like, organic, healthy, like, this has beets in it, but it also has apples and peaches, Ooh. you know? It's like, it's like ju- that's literally, it's you just, just it's described a, a hack for, wow, my mind is blown. That's a life hack for like $8 juice. It's a, yeah, it's mind blowing. Uh, it's a great snack to have. I just feel embarrassed because it always says like two years <laughs> and up on it. And I'm a little well, technically, older Technically, you are two years <laughs> and up. So, I mean, yeah. it works. My boyfriend thinks it's weird because I store them in the fridge and the cabinet and all that. He's like, whatever, man. But uh, now I'm like, have you ever made, um, can you make them alcoholic cocktails? I don't know. That's what my brain <laughs> no, I would totally try to do that and like put it in a blender, <laughs> add some orange juice, some vodka or something. Probably defies the point of the healthy. I'm like not drinking right now and I'm still like, hmm, that sounds like it'd be good. <laughs> it's funny. I started drinking again. I stopped for a while because it was mixing with my meds, but I realized if I only have one or two drinks and stop mm. there, it's yeah. totally fine. 
Oh, I've been drinking good. again. Yeah, it is the, one of those things. I talked a lot about it on this pod, but I went through a phase where I was like, I think I'm an alcoholic and like went to like, like I, I've always been like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And I finally got to a point where it's like, nothing's wrong and it's life is going to change. So sometimes you need this, sometimes you need that. It's okay. And that's where I, my mind's at now. But I definitely went through the thing where I was like, I figured it out. I'll just like put, label myself this. And like, I was sober for 15 months, which is still healthy. So I'm not saying this is unhealthy. But for me, ultimately, I still had, uh, well, let's just say I still cried at bars sober. So um, it was, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, well, that can't be the thing. Something else is going on. So to me, it was like, okay, well, now... I can drink a little bit, but no, I'm literally just not drinking now, but, um... yeah, I'm, I'm definitely like not a heavy drinker, total stoner constantly, mm. you know, riding that rave. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. How did, so yes. Okay. Speaking of, uh, stoner and supplements. Okay. I'm curious. When did you first discover you like these juice patches? Like, did you just see in a store and it called to you or was it like, you know, like were you, around babies and you're like let me have okay. one like how definitely did this happen not around, definitely not around babies or anything like that but uh <laughs> around the play pen, you know just like, hey what's what's the, what's hot on the baby <laughs> market right now what y'all eating these days um so i mean my mom gave me baby food when i was little for a really long time a little bit past the time you're supposed to eat baby food mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. i really liked it and i was a picky eater yeah. Um, and then eventually my mom's like, okay, you got to stop <laughs> eating these little baby like Aww. apple sauces. And then I got older and then my mom was like buying stuff for my lunch. And she's like, look at these applesauce pouches. Aww. And then, so I was introduced to them. And then, uh, then I started noticing more, but for babies. And I was like, oh, peaches, Ooh, <gasps> like raspberries, all this stuff. So I tried one and then I was like, okay, if I don't tell anybody, like I could still eat these. (laughs) And then when I was on tour with Potty Mouth, I was looking at them at Whole Foods and then uh, the lead singer, Abby, she grabbed a couple on her own. And I was like, this is normal. And so I grabbed a bunch. (laughs) I grabbed a bunch and I bought them and I just kept them in my backpack because you could eat them hot. I mean, not hot, but like room temperature. Oh, Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, so... they store really well. Mm-hmm, they really that's, do. That's really so... smart. Wow, I love that. And also, it's interesting because you said, like, if I don't tell anyone and it's meant for babies, but the reality is, like, well, first of all, I mean, babies are Baby food people. is good. Baby food is good. Babies are people, and it's not like they're a different type of people. They're literally, we're, you know, they're just less, they've been alive less long, and they maybe have less information in their brain, but they uh require the similar nutrients um so it is kind of breaks down the marketing in a weird way because i'm not going to open this can of worms i'll just touch on it and we don't have to go down that path but like the way they market (laughs) products to men and women and in a gender way like obviously i know there's more than two genders but the way it'll be like more expensive if it's um you know a female razor versus a male razor oh yeah the pink tag yeah and so when you think about it the way they market um food is similar too because you go to Whole Foods there's a certain type of branding you can see and you can kind of tell like what kind of person will buy each thing but ultimately (laughs) you could open it up and a lot of the things are similar like you know so I do think that's super interesting because it I I there's also old people food and I don't know if I there is (laughs) does that sound like I hope that doesn't sound 
I feel like, old like people... you're saying like, oh, there's elderly dog food. You no, know? no, no. <laughs> old people. Yeah, I want to explain that. I want to clarify because I don't want that to sound ageist. I literally mean senior, but like food uh, because I used to in New York volunteer in this program with the Hudson Guild where um, you get matched up with a senior and then you like visit them every week and help them do groceries. Oh, that's but cute. She would, yeah, but she would always, um, uh, she, I would do groceries and she would get, what is it called? It's, it's, they, they make baby food and, I say old people food because I don't know how else to say it, but. Is it Gerber? It's like, no, no, it's like, a, oh gosh, it's like, it, they're like shakes, but they're. Oh, like insure. Yeah, 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 insure. But there's oh, man, my dad drinks and then those. Insure. Yeah, my dad and drinks those, and he's definitely he's hitting the senior years. Yeah, and it's not a negative thing, but um, no, I guess it's just a great way to get nutrients. You yeah, know? but it's interesting because it's marketed. The labels are very different because you know you don't. I feel like it would feel weird to be like, well, I'm 80 years old. I'm going to buy Pediasure for children, <laughs> but I imagine there's a lot of similarities in the way it's made and i'm sure it's like specifically tailored be like but, easy know. easy on the on the tummy and like yeah yeah and so it's like it makes you realize you think those two things are complete opposites being a baby and being a senior citizen but i mean it's a lot yeah. of that marketing and labels like in the wild you're just foraging for food anyway so i don't know <laughs> but meanwhile it's like then there's juice cleanses which is yeah towards a certain type of person as well but like i don't imagine a lot of senior citizens are like going on juice cleanses but they probably are but not labeling it that if that makes sense like yeah, they're no, eating you know healthy and clean but they're not being like oh my god i'm going on juice cleanse because i'm about to go to hawaii like they're not <laughs> calling it that you know yeah <laughs> um that's so fascinating what what made you feel like you couldn't talk about it though because I feel like you're also very self-aware and open and very funny I mean you hang out with comedians I, I know this because I'm a comedian and you were recommended <laughs> to me by a comedian um so I find that I don't it doesn't feel like you're shy and it's like uh, kind of a fun funny <laughs> thing so were, were you literally uh, like a little scared to tell people not a little scared so I was thinking about it uh while we were talking after I said about my hair and I was like I'm a weird person and people don't believe me when I say I'm weird, but there's like little weird things that I do and I feel like that's one of them. Um, and I just, I don't know. I like it that. Felt, Everyone's a little right. weird. It's yeah, great. It just it's, felt right to announce it. <laughs> it's a really good one because it's specific and it is quirky, but then it also gets into all this other stuff, like sort of, I mean, not only, you know, the sort of external stuff about marketing that I love to talk about, you know, <laughs> all the things that the world is tricking you about, but also you mentioning how you ate baby food uh, when you're a kid. So there's something comforting about it because, you know, your mom bought it Definitely. for you and there's, it sort of ties back to sort of the nurturing and sort of like the roots of what it like feels like to be, in a sense, like what love I'm an adult is, you know? baby. I'm an adult <sighs> child for sure. Look so at my necklace is... literally right now. It says baby. baby. I'm literally, baby. I got this as a try to do a costume for baby spice, but every once in a while I'll look at it when I feel like baby in the morning, I wear it. And <laughs> it's so funny because we're talking about it. Like I love to be baby. And oh my God, me too. I love to be taken care of. I mean, yes. like I, 
if I had to, I would be independent and would be super like responsible <sighs> for myself. But like, if somebody's there and it's like, let me cook dinner for you. Oh, let's do this together. Like here, let me make you feel better. Like I'm all about that. Yes. Yeah. Because I think people who are independent, I think it's the, it's the mix, right? Because if I was always helpless, I would feel uh, really frustrated and want to be seen right. as independent. But I think because, and I, you're similar in that you're very much a like, self-starter. You do a lot of, th- you're very capable and creative. So I'm sure people look at you like, oh, you can do everything. You're very independent. So when you're perceived <laughs> that way. Yeah, I feel like a- people do perceive me that way or in a, in a similar way. Yeah. Um, but then like you want people- to then be like, but I also, I have bad days too. <laughs> like, meh, yeah. meh. <laughs> It's just a smile. It's nothing big. Don't worry. <laughs> That's funny. I feel like um, when I actually, like when I go through phases, if I'm like sick or whatever, I, I tend to get more frustrated or resistant to help. Um, like I, my boyfriend is very like nurturing and he'll want to help, but usually it's times I'm, I'm most incapable of actually doing things for myself that I try to push it and it frustrates him. He'll be like, just sit back. But then when I'm actually good, like little things like I'll try to do as dishes when I actually can and there's no problem but then he'd be like don't do them and I'd be like okay like I won't oh my god I wish my boyfriend <laughs> told me not to do the dishes that's kind of like he cooks I clean the dishes you know like but I, I have no do problem that. doing it it's, I don't know if that makes sense it's like when I know that I have no problem doing it it makes me feel like oh how fun like you're I'm gonna be helpless but then when I feel helpless I'm like no I got it. I got it. <laughs> I don't need your help. And they're like, uh, just, you're literally just sick. Just take a break. Yeah. I'm literally going to try this now. Like I'm, you've changed my entire shopping and grocery list. Cause I buy fruits and I buy frozen stuff all the time. And I'm always, things go bad. And I'm always like, but I want to get my nutrients. And now I'm like, yeah. Oh. And like they add like vitamins to the food too, because like we were saying, like babies need nutrients, Uh toddlers need nutrients. So it's like, oh, this has all the essential vitamins in it, and it tastes like candy. What are the? uh, I don't. I guess this isn't a commercial, but mostly because I'm curious. I'm like, what? Okay, what are the hot brands that we should look for? I don't know the brands. There's one with a bunny on it that has like Uh, it's like Peter Cottontail. Oh, okay. No, no. Annie's makes them too, but it's not Annie's. It's something else. I don't know what it is, but I just I can picture it in Whole Foods. (laughs) They have like a little bunny on it, Uh, but I don't know. There's just different brands, and I just like depending on what it tastes like or if it's like. I try to go more for organic because I feel like Uh they don't. If they do add sugar, which I really hope they don't, it's like natural cane sugar. It's not yeah. like high fructose or anything like that. Um, do you ever pretend but, that you're like, if you're checking out that you're like buying it for your family? <laughs> oh, I just ignore it. I just like, here, these are all the things I'm buying. It's like when you buy like condoms or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, here's this and some regular items too. <laughs> so we're speaking of um, sort of like interesting and quirky habits. And I do think, I do actually believe that everyone is a little weird. And I think that's why I like to talk so openly about, like, I'm very open about being weird. And I think then sometimes my friends will be like, well, yeah, but you're a comedian, so it's okay. Which is like, like yeah, but that, I'm a person. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I wasn't born a comedian. I was, it's, I think people sometimes draw these lines, you know what I mean? Like it, where they go, oh, it's cool that you can just talk about it. 
And I'm like, but I'm doing it. If you're not like suffering inside or anything like that. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, I'm doing it to normalize it too, because I feel like everyone has it. Um, But I know you're in the arts, but not a comedian. But as a musician, do you ever feel like when you're like, do you draw these lines in the different creative pursuits you do? Because, you you know, I know you do makeup and you also uh, were in a band and now you're doing more solo stuff. Do you compartmentalize these like sections of yourself and how you express yourself or do you feel like it's like all Nikki and whatever comes out in the mediums is what comes out um actually that sounds that sounds about right uh I try to I mean I don't even try it's just everything that I like how I like the style that I do it blends in with everything even from like normal day-to-day stuff like I work at Macy's and fulfillment like behind the scenes that's what they call it and you could even you could tell Ben you're like, in the oh, tech crew of me. Yeah, stuff. I don't know people. Woohoo! <sighs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I feel like people can tell my style and my personality just from the way I dress for work too. And I'm not wearing anything but black jeans and a black shirt. But like I have this checkered seatbelt uh, uh-huh. belt that I use, and I you know I've got the mullet going on. I have stretched earlobes, like. I don't know. I just feel like everything blends in. And I, I love the fact that my makeup and the music can go hand in hand together. And I've also found a way to incorporate like do it yourself art into it all. Oh, that's awesome. What do you mean? Like, um, like making props and things like that? Or yeah, like... making making merch. Like I started Ooh. making canvas patches and I still screen wow. them. Oh, that's um, awesome. It was very messy, but I figured out how to do it. And I'm still doing it really like mickey mouse rinky dink kind of style i don't have a press or anything (laughs) but uh you know i like i like doing stuff like i've been making bracelets too for merch uh i just like to do things and like collaborate it all together because it is who i am it is me uh i'm not trying anything that i feel like i need to be this certain way let me do this this and this you know let me start dressing like this like i don't i don't do that Mm. i wear what i want uh yeah, I just follow my own style, which is crazy because I got bullied so badly growing up for like being my own quirky self. And, you know, I'm very mm-hmm. grateful that it didn't prevent me from being the person I am today, um, which I mean, like that is pretty insane because being bullied the amount I was, you would think I'd have like, oh, man, more of a complex than I have now. Uh, <laughs> style similar or did did you always like sort of alter it as you got older? Gotcha. So you, you're I sort was... of like always like a hot topic goth in, in middle school. High school. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Like even when I was younger before that, I was wearing like baggy pants and like dressing like a tomboy, but like a very 90s punk rock, uh-huh. like flannel and skate shoes kind of thing. And that was when I was like in third grade. So it was just like, mommy, I want this, you know, I want, I want to wear <laughs> boys pants and this and that. And I mean, I still wear things like that today it's just like I'm older now so I can wear some sexier things yeah but and then you're uh, also able to like I think as we get older because school is so confining it must be different now for the internet because people can find like the other people on the internet at other schools like them but as an adult now we find each other but in you know in the 90s you do feel like oh I might be the only one who has this style or like one of the three people at the school and then you grow up and you're like oh we all connect in this way and I was definitely one of like two punk rock looking people at school like in middle school especially because I had my hair dyed 
I've always, I've always dyed my hair, but I had like green and purple in my hair and I would wear like ripped up shirts and like distressed jeans and studded belts, like, <laughs> and jelly bracelets. Like it was a whole, it was uh, a whole style. I love that. Um, I feel like I really, it took me a long time to get to that place. Like I, my style was all over and I guess this makes sense because I also was not, uh, not oh, not out to myself, if that makes sense. So I think a lot of me trying to express myself in style was also to try to figure out my identity, like across sexuality, but also like, you know, all the other things like race and whatever. I would go super, I, like I went through a phase where it was like baggy t-shirts, cargo pants, like very yeah. young. Yeah. Like, but then I would switch to immediately like, I'm going to just be all Hollister and Abercrombie. Like I want to be a prep. And I, I think oh, that I part of me. Huh? I tried the prep thing once. That oh, I yeah. did. That was me trying to be someone I was not. Yeah. And I was trying to mix the punk with the Amber Crombie and Fitch and yeah. Hollister. And it was like a mess. It's a strange I thing, <laughs> the way that the clothes in the... Because I think now there's a much more blending and I it, it comes across in the music too. There's a lot of like emo trap and like there's just people are blending genres because people are obviously blended as people. But I remember that was a big thing in the 90s. So being like... And I think internalizing a bit of racism being like Abercrombie, because Abercrombie was like very like white prep school white girl, in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I'm gonna dress like this, Uggs and whatever. But then I would wear like, you know, the little ball chain necklace like under the polo to try to be like edgy. Eventually, I mean, I feel like if you look back, you'd be like, oh, you're clearly <laughs> bisexual just from your clothes. But it would switch <laughs> back and forth. It would be like, I'm gonna be super girly in the sense that I think other people find girly, not just what I like. Like, I like pieces of my outfit, yeah. but not the whole thing. And then I would switch immediately and go full-on tomboy. So I think it's cool that you are very aware of, like, what you liked at a young age. And it obviously speaks to how you've been successful as an artist now. Thank you. I feel really lucky that I have accepted the person I am. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about your album because um, I think this is a good transition of like expression and sort of you were touring with Potty Mouth, great band, um, definitely check them out. And then you are doing your solo stuff now. So um, how did like what drove you to being like this is I want to I want to go off on my own and do this. And um, how is it sort of do you, how did you feel like now that you're on the other side of it, like expressing yourself as a solo artist versus like playing with a band? I, so, I mean, I started playing guitar when I was 11 and way before that I knew I wanted to be like a musician or a pop star or something like that. Like, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I grew up with Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, uh -huh. you know, stuff like that. Um, so I was like, I want to be that. And then as I got older and started learning how to play guitar, I was like, I gotta be Billy Joe Armstrong uh -huh. from Green Day. I'm like, I gotta be that. I gotta uh -huh. be that. Um, Wait, I love that you, I mean, I, I think I did know that you like pop stars because we get along, but in school, the way that, like, you describe your style, I would have been, like, kind of scared of you judging me for liking pop. Like, that's who I was, was, like, a teeny bopper who <laughs> would have been, like, like, always thought the girl with the purple hair was cool, but, like, Loki was a little scared that she wasn't going to think I was cool because I still listen to Britney, which is so fun to talk about now because, obviously, we're not in school and we all are very open about what we like. And yeah. it's so cool to hear that you also like Christina Aguilera. I'm oh, my God. Like There's, like, home video of me, like, doing a dance routine with, like, a headset on, like, a headset microphone and, like, Yes! Oh, my gosh. So it's, it's a part of me. But, uh, so I knew... 
at a young age, I've always wanted my own thing musically. Um, and I've been in multiple bands and I tried to like front a Green Day tribute band and that went oh really God. well until my drummer and my bassist just had a lot going on in life. So we disbanded. What was um, it called? I love tribute band names. It was called Letterbomb. It's <laughs> okay, like okay. a song off of oh, American yeah, yeah. Idiot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, and then I toured with Potty Mouth and I was like, this is so much fun and I have way too much energy to just be like a lead guitarist on the side like i need uh -huh. to i need to do the thing um and i feel like i waited so long i've written so many songs and done so many shows and i feel like now is finally the time to to shine this is this yeah. is my time to do my thing i've gotten the experience of touring you know i've gotten the experience of playing shows like the first time i ever performed for the guitar i was like 11 or 12. Wow. And I played at a talent show and I sang and did that oh, for three awesome. years straight in middle school. Everyone fucking hated me for it. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure there now it's like the coolest thing. Like if you, ha you know, if that's everyone wishes they had that drive and ambition that young to know what they wanted to do. I think, yeah, I think that's why people hated on me so much and were really mean. And like, I'll be mm -hmm. honest, a lot of people were like, you're never going to, you know, you're never going to do this. You suck. Yeah. Kids are but... so mean. And kids, kids are, are so mean, mean in the way that, like, they're also 11. It's like, who is... And nothing, like, it, the fact that you're doing it, even... And I'm sure you weren't bad, but even if you were bad compared to Britney Spears, you're so much further ahead than someone at 29 picking up a guitar. So it's like, yeah, no, you're like... <laughs> if only kids who had dreams knew that, like, by starting at all, like, you yeah. should you suck for seven years. Who cares? Like just do it if you're 10 years I, uh, old and you know you want to do it suck for 10 years you'll still be not better. not to toot my own horn but i definitely picked up guitar pretty fast yeah i know you and didn't suck was... but i i'm projecting <laughs> onto myself like i tried to dance very like all my dance moves i choreographed on my own were like hair flips and it's bad but then i eventually you know got trained still like not great but like the fact that i had any um experience with that younger helped me later I definitely can't dance, so that's something I say a lot. <laughs> well, now I've quit all that for comedy, so I don't know if I can do anything really. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. Do you want to tell me a little bit about the um, the track "Goodbye"? Uh, yeah. And because I do also have a quick game to end on, but it's kind of inspired by "Goodbye." So I love that it's called "Goodbye," and it's the first song on your album. And it's out now, right? Anyone can yes. go You can buy it. find it on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. It's even on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, what? It's it's a really fun song. It reminds me of like sort of uh, almost like Josie and the Pussycats fun rock. Hey, like, that's awesome. Girl power, but in a way that's like, fuck off, but also like kind of cute. It, it's super fun. And um, it's kind of like a saying goodbye to someone, but also saying like, but you'll miss me. That's yes. my interpretation, but what inspired you to write the song? Um, <laughs> I don't know how to make this really short, but... Oh, okay. So, like, when I... Is it about someone specific, or is it, it more is just a feeling? Totally, it is about someone specific, somebody that I thought I would never see again, somebody that I tried to hate, but I couldn't, mm. um, and we're actually still friends. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of a weird thing because he was my boyfriend's uh -huh. best friend at the time before my boyfriend was my boyfriend he was gotcha. just a friend I was kind of hanging out with this guy gotcha, nudge, gotcha. Nudge, wink, wink, you know uh -huh, uh -huh, uh, <laughs> yeah but, we're uh, all adults here you know we're, it's like, we're yeah. all adults here 
Um, and so anyways, this guy, he's like, he's a really good friend. And I send him all my songs that are about him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really yes. funny because he likes them. Uh, but I also feel bad because the songs are about during a time where I really hurt his feelings, broke yeah. his heart. So, you know, all the songs are like really bittersweet. Uh, some of them I make because I have more songs that I'm using about him uh, in my EP uh, mm. that I will be releasing soon. Uh, and I don't know. I just think, I think I'm pretty reckless and ruthless <laughs> for that shit. I'm like, I wrote this song. That's savage. I love it. But it's true that, I mean, that's part of writing and being an artist is like, you're capturing how you felt in the moment, but you're not saying like, I'll forever, like, in a moment, you can be like, I hate this, I hate, but but we all understand that that's life. Like, we've all been there where you can change yeah. your feelings. And also, it's better to process and understand how you felt, even if it was, you know, different than you feel now. It doesn't yeah. erase it. So I think that's really powerful. And I'm sure someone listening to it will be in that moment now. And so that will help. Um, well, that's awesome. So you can get that out now everywhere and look out for the EP. Um, I want to end with a quick game. It's very simple. It's actually silly. It's called Good or Goodbye because your song is called Goodbye. And because <laughs> you are a makeup artist, I'm just going to list some fashion trends. Some of them are things that I feel like these are makeup trends that I've seen are co coming back or that I've uh, or that were fads. And I'm uh, curious if you think they're Good or goodbye. Okay, I like okay. this. I like this. You sat and actually came up with this cute okay, idea. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay, we have red lipstick. I've been seeing that bright, like just like classic red is coming back. Is this good or goodbye? This is good. Okay. Because the other one is nude lipstick, which was in for a while. I haven't never been able to make it work. Good or goodbye? Mm, it's good. Okay. It's good. Maybe I, I like don't. Maybe I gotta try way. it again. Maybe maybe I gotta try it with like Kim Kardashian athleisure wear. I feel like it would work, but fun fact, if you match the lipstick to your nipple color, it'll look really Whoa. good. Whoa. Interesting. Okay, this is what this is a life hack I need to know. Uh, dark bushy brows. <laughs> oh, that's a Ooh, that's a good. It's a yeah. good because yeah, I have I have thick brows. I like too, that so too. I'm happy. Okay, what about thin brows? <laughs> Oh, that's a good too. Is there everything so good? Many... Maybe everything is no, good. No, not. Oh, okay. I think I think what you're picking right now is like stuff that I like. Like, oh yeah, I okay. like it when people shave off their eyebrows and draw them on really mm. thin, like a goth girl or something. Yeah, or like the straight e girl brow. Like, I love that. It's something I can't do because I don't want to shave my brows. I did <sighs> that before. Not all of them, but the ends, and I just I don't want to do that again. This is um, actually but, really your I love your responses because I like when it's especially from a makeup artist because it's like you can make it work if you're committed and confident about the look. Um, yes. Drawn on freckles. Goodbye. Okay. I, I, I've, I have natural <laughs> freckles and I got Same. made fun of for so long. Now, now all these people want freckles and I'm like, y'all need to quit. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what? This is not fair. Um, what about uh, like colored mascara? Like, you know, the like, like, I feel like this was big for a moment in the 90s, like bright blue Purple electric. Mascaras. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say goodbye to okay. that because I don't know. I just feel like if it's not done right. Yeah. It, I haven't seen it done right too many times. It's just, Same. A, yeah. I agree. I tried so many times when I was younger. Um, pastel eyeshadow. Mm -hmm. That's it's a goodbye. Okay. It's a goodbye. 
it doesn't I feel like it doesn't look good on everybody and that sucks I feel like if something is a trend everyone should be able to do it yes I love yeah that's a good point because I this is actually coming up a lot on 2021 list and I'm like there's difference between like what works for you and what's if it's a trend then it's like oh no it doesn't work for everyone um talon nails like those sharp uh pointy ones (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> those are good I can't wear them but if I could I would be one of those like snapping uh-huh. fingers and point and click clack my fingers on everything so I like them I appreciate them they look so good I could yeah I I can't stand having long nails I've uh, <laughs> always short nails um okay I have two more um like dark under eyeliner like I like you know where you I feel like this was big in the 90s drawn on under good. eyeliner it's good it's it's good it just needs to be applied properly. Like when you just draw a line underneath your eyes and you <sighs> don't hit the water line or put anything mm. else, it looks a little weird. Um, yeah. But when you when you go all out or you smudge it or something, it looks really good. The smudge, yeah. I I went through that phase. No, nothing, nothing on top, just under eyeliner black. But like in high school, and I don't think it worked for me, but maybe I'll try, maybe I'll give another shot with uh, with my adult knowledge. Okay, and the final one, a dewy look. Oh, that one's a good buy. It looks good for photos. Uh huh. Cannot you cannot make it last the whole day, especially if your skin produces oils in your oh, T zone. Yeah. Like goodbye to that. So True. it's good for photos, uh, but as far as like a trend thing for every day, bye. That's a great point. Yeah, sometimes you just use your Photoshop and you just don't, yeah, think about, yeah. there's a reason a, photos a are not highlighter. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you so much. This has been so fun. Um, Nikki, yeah, tell the listeners how me. they can, you know, follow you, keep up with your news and get your latest solo. All right. So you could find my band, Hellrose, um, on Instagram at Hellrose Band Official. That is also uh, the band camp. Uh, URL. Um, if you are into Twitter, I couldn't fit that as a name, so it's just <laughs> Hellrose Band 420. Uh, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then on Spotify, I don't know why, but Spotify is being a little weird. So if you want to find the song, type in "Goodbye Hellrose," and then you'll I found find it under Hellrose. Maybe it just takes a few days. Oh, I gotta try that. Uh, <laughs> but if you can't find it, definitely put "Hello" uh, space. Uh, Hello, I mean, goodbye, Space Hellrose. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod and follow me at Teresa Lee Bot on Instagram, TikTok, and Larissa T on Twitter.